0: Israel and the, world. And, the world. And, the world. and the world and the world welcome beloved ones and Shalom uvracha, peace and blessings to you. We are talking today honey about how it is in Messiah Jesus we can transcend our circumstances, by realizing that we are moving from strength to strength Yes. Into greater and greater victory. Yes. I want to really impart to those that are viewing by television and listening by radio and other channels of communication the victory that we have in Jesus and how that needs to be solidified in our hearts so that we can live above whatever is happening in the temporary circumstantial realm. It's a bold word today. It's a bold word and it's a word of hope that we all know that we need in these days we're facing right now. So it's it's a critical word that's being brought forth today that I just pray the Holy Spirit just strengthens the believer through this word. It's that word of hope. And uh, it gives us that bigger vision. You know, we can get so lost in the trees down here. And boy, the trees are, are giving us bad reports that things are getting bad and going worse. But this is a good word today because it's a word of hope and the direction that we're going that keeps us strong,
1: keeps us going, keeps us persevering all the way to the end.
0: Thank you very much, Todah Rabbah, we say in Hebrew, for being with me today from the mountains of Colorado as we continue our journey through the Book of Romans. You know, I go to Colorado several times during the year, and it all started when I was extremely just tired, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually. This is going back now a little over five years ago. And I really wanted to get deep into nature just to be alone with God to replenish myself. And when we we got to this place that we were staying in in the mountains that year, I just went outside and I laid down. I just put my head down on the pine needles that were on the ground. There was a river running beside me. And I just opened my heart. I said, Lord, just come and refresh me. Just come and restore me. And there's something restorative that the Holy Spirit does for us when we connect with Him through nature. We're going to be looking today in the book of Romans, chapter number 8, And we're going to see how the Bible tells us that even nature itself, even God's physical creation is in a state right now, groaning, waiting for its full release when Messiah returns and sets creation free from the oppressive power of sin that is present on the earth. And so there is this dichotomy going on right now. There's something to be absorbed through the beauty of the Lord's creation. And that's why I come to Colorado. There's something in connecting with God in stillness, being surrounded by his majesty. I mean, the beautiful trees towering hundreds of feet high, the clear, incredible rivers, the snow-capped mountain peaks, the crisp, fresh air uncontaminated by carbon monoxide, etc. There's something about being in an environment like this that connects us to the majesty of God. That's why the Bible tells us that God's invisible attributes are clearly seen in the things that He's made. And so once again, I wanted to film this series through the Book of Romans in Colorado because just, there's just something special about being here. Now, last time we were talking about being led by the Holy Spirit from Romans chapter 8, that we're sons and daughters of the Lord, we're being led by His Spirit and through the witness of the Spirit that's taking place within us. We're going to move forward today covering some new territory. As we continue in the book of Romans, I left off last time in the 16th verse, and I want to continue on in the 17th verse. Hear the word of God were children, Paul says, and heirs of God. Children, and also, he said, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. There's two things I want you to think about here. Number one, that we are heirs. So listen, I'm going to read, I'm going to read the previous verse 2 to put it in context. The Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and have children heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs of Christ. Now, I want you to just stop for a second, because I'm reading something that is so powerful, but a lot of times... We're not impacted as we should be and ought to be and want to be by truth. What we just read, what we just heard was that we are heirs of God and heirs with Christ. Now, I want you to think about who you are and what your destiny is. We've already got done reading in Romans chapter 8 that we're sons and daughters of Hashem. We are born again. We're sons and daughters of God. We're adopted, but more than being adopted, as we would think of adoption in the earthly realm, because in the earthly realm, when someone's adopted, they're not the biological children. They're legally adopted, but they're not the biological offspring of the ones that adopted them. But when we use the word adopted in the New Testament, it's something altogether different. Because we're talking about not just simply being legally adopted by the Father, but when the Lord says that we're adopted, we're actually born of His Spirit. We are His biological children. We've been given the gift of His own Spirit, by which we cry out, Paul said, Abba, Father. So you are literally, you and I are literally sons and daughters of God. I want you to get this. This is not just figurative language. This is spiritual, I like to say, scientific reality. You and I are literally the sons and daughters of God. We've been made partakers of the divine nature, and we are in the Son, living by the life of the only begotten Son, Jesus. We are in the Son now, His own offspring. And now Paul says, not only are you sons and daughters, but you're heirs, heirs of God, and heirs with Christ and of Christ. Think about your destiny. Pretty soon, you and I are gonna meet Jesus face to face, rather because of his coming and manifesting his glory in the earth at his return, or because of our passing away. But it's gonna be happening so quick. Sooner than you and I realize we are gonna be, we're gonna face the Lord, we're gonna see the Lord face to face. And when this happens, the Bible says, we are gonna receive a kingdom that is just We can't even comprehend it, but the Bible says, eye is not seen and ear is not heard. Never has it entered into the heart of man, Paul said, the things that God has prepared for those that love him. And so I want you to get ready for your destiny. You and I have a future. This should give us joy and confidence that we are going somewhere, that we've got a bright future that we've got a huge, we've got a huge future and victory in front of us. I mean, this should give us reason to be happy. When we wake up in the morning, and sometimes we feel grumpy, sometimes we don't feel happy, right? Sometimes we feel oppressed. You know what we need to do? We need to take a step of faith and begin to rejoice. We need to begin to say, thank you, Father, that you have made me your son. You have made me your daughter. Thank you, Daddy, that I am born of you. That, Father, the same love that you love Jesus with, you love me with. That I am in the Son, a son and daughter of yours. And, Father, thank you that you have made me an heir of God and an heir of Christ Jesus. That I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And not only that but eye is not seen an ear is not heard. It's never even been conceived of the good future that's in store for me and you. I mean, this should be reason. We should take a step of faith every day and begin to rejoice in this. We declare it by faith. Listen, part of being a warrior and part of living in victory is to rejoice continuously. Paul said, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoicing is not a feeling. Rejoicing is an act of the will. And the will, beloved ones, is cold-blooded. What do I mean by that? The will is not captive to our emotions. And the will is not to be captive to our circumstances. The will is captive to the word of God. So we don't allow our emotions to control us. We don't allow our circumstances to control us. But we take a hold of God's word by our will. And you and I, every day as warriors, we wanna just stand up and realize, thank you, Father God, that I'm alive. Thank you that you chose me before the foundation of the world to be your son, to be your daughter. Thank you, Father, that the same love that you love Jesus with, you love me with. And thank you, Father, that you made me an heir. Think about ancient Israel discovering who their God was. They had very little revelation at first. It was only as the Lord of Heaven began to reveal Himself to His people that they began to understand how compassionate He was towards them and how sympathetic He was with their weakness. The Lord continued to unveil His nature to the children of Israel as He revealed Himself through His names. ONE OF THE WAYS THAT THE LORD REVEALED HIMSELF TO THE CHILDREN OF ISRAEL WAS BY PROCLAIMING HIS NAME OVER THEM, YAHWEH NISI, OR THE LORD, OUR BANNER, THE LORD, OUR VICTORY. BANNER SPEAKS OF A VICTORY OVER YOUR LIFE. I WANT YOU TO UNDERSTAND TODAY THAT BECAUSE YOU BELONG TO JESUS, BECAUSE YOU'VE BEEN BORN AGAIN INTO YESHUA, YOU HAVE WITHIN YOU A SPIRIT WHICH WILL CONSTANTLY, CONTINUOUSLY, AND EVERLASTINGLY CAUSE YOU TO RISE TO THE TOP AND OVERCOME. WHY? BECAUSE YAHWEH NISI HAS A BANNER OF VICTORY OVER YOUR LIFE AND IS DECLARED GREATER IS HE THAT'S IN YOU THAN HE THAT'S IN THE WORLD. IN FACT, HE'S MADE YOU MORE THAN A conqueror IN KING YESHUA. So I want to encourage you today to stand up, to be bold, and to declare who you are. You are a winner in Yahweh, destined to overcome forever.
1: We've been called to be salt and light to the world, but Rabbi cannot share the truths from God's Word without help from you. Would you pray and consider donating or becoming a monthly partner with Rabbi as he ministers principles from God's Word through television, the internet, and on-the-ground outreaches, equipping the Body of Christ? building the church, and evangelizing the world. Call 800-777-7835 or visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Join those who have said yes to the calling. Help Rabbi build God's kingdom through the global outreaches of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Call today or visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com.
0: So Paul says, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. If indeed, here's the new section. If indeed we suffer with him so that we might also be glorified with him. Now let's once again take a pause. Pause and take a step back to be able to refocus what the Lord just said. We are heirs, Paul reveals, if indeed we suffer with him so that we might also be glorified with him. What do I want you to take? That there's some suffering involved here. Paul said, You're gonna receive this inheritance that there's no words to, to explain how glorious it is. If indeed we suffer with him, so that we might reign with him. There's a price to pay. That's why Jesus said, he that wishes to come after me must pick up his cross, deny himself, and follow me. Jesus said, if the world loves you, woe is you. And so we have to recognize, beloved, that there's a price to pay for being a son and a daughter of God in this earth, and it involves suffering. And Paul said, we're heirs of God and heirs with Christ. If indeed we just got done reading, we suffer with him. What does it mean to suffer with him? It means many things. Part of it means is you're willing to be rejected because you stand for Jesus. I mean, we need to be willing to be identified personally as a Jesus lover. I mean, I know that a lot of times I'll be like in different, you know, businesses or whatever. Even when I came here to Colorado, I had to go to the rental car place and the manager there was really, uh, you know, being very, very friendly to me and, you know, very talkative to me. He recognized me from another time I had been here and, uh, you know, I talked about, yeah, I'm going into the uh, into the mountains. Uh, I have a cabin up there and he mentioned something. I said, yeah, I go to the cabin. I said mostly just to be alone with God and to seek his face and pray. And as soon as I brought God into the picture, immediately I could see his his nonverbal step back from me. Immediately I saw him distance himself a bit. I mean, we are moving now in a culture that is becoming more and more anti-God, anti-Christian, anti-Jesus. But you and I are those that are blessed to be able to share in Jesus' sufferings. Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they persecuted you. I want to encourage you, stand in your faith of Christ. Don't ever be ashamed. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me and my words in this wicked generation, he said, I'm going to be ashamed of you when I come again in the glory of my father with the holy angels. So recognize that we will suffer for being Christians. And we need to be willing, beloved ones, to pay the price. Let's continue on and see what Paul says next here. For I consider that the suffering of this present time, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. If you see me going like this, I'm, I'm, there's like little bugs that are flying around me, so I'm trying to get the gnats away. Listen again, Paul said this, because he just got done saying, we're heirs with Christ if indeed we suffer with him so that we'd be glorified with him. Next he says this, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. In other words, yeah, you're going to suffer a little bit right now, but the amount of pain that you're going to experience is not even worthy to be compared to the great reward that is yours, to the great glory that you're going to be brought into to the fullness of your inheritance. So let's be willing to be warriors and to man up a bit, if you will. Woman up, if you like to use that language. Let's toughen up a bit and recognize, yeah, there is a price to pay. There is a price to pay, but the price that we pay is not worthy to be compared with the glory that awaits us. It's similar to what Paul said. Remember Paul said that before he met Jesus, He talked about his lifestyle. He says he was a Hebrew of Hebrew, Hebrews, a Pharisee from the tribe of Benjamin. He was educated under Gamaliel, the leading Jewish sage of his day. I mean, Paul had respect. He had position. He had power. But he said all these, all those things, he gave up. He let them go that he might be found in Christ Jesus, not having a righteousness of his own derived from the law, but a righteousness that comes from Christ, and he said he considered what he gave up. Paul said, "But dung, when compared to the value of knowing Christ Jesus Lord." Paul said, "I don't even want you to talk to me about anything that I've given up. I've consider I consider what I gave up, but rubbish, when you compare it to what I've gained—a relationship with the living God through Yeshua my Messiah." And so, beloved, I want to encourage you today. We have too many weak Christians that walk around complaining and just, you know, down. They're not willing to suffer for Jesus. They're not willing to be rejected for Jesus. They're not willing to speak out for Jesus. They just want to fit in with everybody. They don't want it. And it's just like, this is, this is nonsense. This is, this is the world. The Bible says, friendship with the world is enmity or hostility towards God. We can't be accepted by the world all the time and still be a vibrant, passionate lover of Jesus. Jesus said, don't think I've come to bring peace. I've come to bring a sword to separate a man from his wife, a mother from her daughter. He said, he that loves father, mother, even his children more than me is not worthy to be my disciple. And so, beloved, Paul is just talking about the incredible privilege that we have, the incredible destiny that awaits us, the identity that we have as sons and daughters, but we should also realize, yes, there's a price to pay for this. Very small price, but a small price to pay. We share in the sufferings of Jesus, that we might be glorified with Him and enter into the fullness of our inheritance Paul said in the book of Philippians that we've been chosen not just to reign with Jesus, but to suffer with him as well. And suffering comes in many different ways. There's the suffering that takes place because we deny ourselves in order to do God's will. That hurts. Many different things. Jesus didn't want to go to the cross. He said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. And the Bible says he was sweating drops of blood, such excruciating suffering he was going through in order to be obedient but the bible says he became obedient to the point of death even death on the cross therefore god highly exalted him and gave him the name above every name that is the name of yeshua mashiach every knee will bow and tongue confess that jesus of nazareth is lord so there's a suffering that you and i experience in terms of participating in the sufferings of Jesus, when we too choose to deny ourselves to be obedient to the Father, just as Jesus did when he picked up his cross and got nailed to it. And so we have to realize that it's not about our feelings. It's not about our emotions. It's not about what we want. Suffering comes to us when we follow Jesus, who said, but Father, not my will, but thy will be done. Remember, as Jesus was going to the cross, he said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But then he said, but not my will, Father, but thy will be done. And then he continued on and let himself be nailed to the cross. See, we share in the sufferings of Jesus when we do the right thing, even though it hurts us to do, us, to do it. When we humble ourselves, because the Father has called us to humbling ourselves. When we go to somebody and ask for their forgiveness, even though that might be hard to do in the flesh, but we know the Spirit is leading us to do that. So many ways, but when we're following Jesus, there is a suffering that's involved. But the Bible says that by being obedient and sharing in his sufferings, we receive a name that only God and you and I as individuals will know, and we're going to reign with him forever in glory. And then Paul continues on here from the 19th verse through the uh, 22nd verse and he talks about once again just creation right now even being subject to slavery and even as I'm speaking there's fires all over the United States because of the drought that's taking place huge forest fires wiping out masses of the pop of, of the tree species and all these atrocities that are taking place in nature with tsunamis and 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 pandemics etc yes creation itself is in slavery but soon, Jesus is returning. And my question to you and I today is this. When he returns, will you be standing in faith, waiting for him? Will you be in love with him, keeping your oil burning at his return? Because if you do, beloved, you'll understand the verse that I just read. Eye is not seen and ear is not heard the things that he has prepared for those that love him. Until next time, beloved, God bless you, I love you, and shalom. I know that many of you that love God's word are really benefiting from this study in the book of Romans. It's one of my favorite books in the Bible. In fact, Paul lays the greatest theological treatise out of any of the books that he wrote in the book of Romans, it deals with so many issues. In the first eleven chapters, Paul deals with theological issues, and then from chapter 12 through 16, he deals with practical issues. In Romans 15:27, Paul urges the Gentiles that are benefiting from his ministry to sow their finances to help the Jewish church in Jerusalem. And then in 1 Corinthians 9:11, Paul tells the Gentile church that's been grafted into the Commonwealth of Israel to. sow Support him in his ministry, so that he can continue to reach the loss for Jesus. Beloved one, if you believe in what we're doing, if you believe in me, if you're being helped by this ministry, if you're confident that others will be enriched as well, I wanna ask you to make an offering to the Lord today through Discovering the Jewish Jesus.
2: Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or to give by credit card, visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com or call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter, Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have honored God with our finances while living, but have we considered how we can honor the Lord with our finances when we pass on? For more information, click Will and Estate Gifts at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com In the book of
0: Numbers chapter 6, The Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartation of the Lord's blessings. (laughs) Yahweh Yah Yahweh, Pnavelle Khan. Vi khune Khan. Isaiahweh, Pnavelle Khan.
1: revelation today for a brighter tomorrow find discovering the jewish jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love follow us on facebook twitter instagram and subscribe on youtube connecting with discovering the jewish jesus has never been easier if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask it shall be done for them by my father who is in heaven
2: Next time on Discovering the Jewish Jesus, Rabbi concludes this season with a reminder of the ultimate plan God has for us through Yeshua HaMashiach.